All right, so welcome to Fearless, Inspired, and Free. It's my podcast that I decided to come on. And just to let you know a little bit about it is I thought that in the community, um, there are some great inspirational stories. There are inspirational people. There are people doing great things. And uh, you are a person that I felt um, not only embodied that, uh, but also kind of walk the walk. Um, I have to tell you that I have always been very well held you in high regard because I admired the fact that your throat chakra had never been blocked ever in your life, I don't think. I think you always, always spoke your truth. And so um, knowing that, I know that we're going to have a great time where the time we are here together. Um, my guest today is Carmen Jacome, and I have had the absolute pleasure of knowing her, um, watching her lead, um, and as I said, watching her use her voice, but as much as I may know about her and the time we spent together, so much I don't know about her. So I want her to tell uh, our listeners a little bit about herself. And please, 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 because my biggest joy right now is my grandson, as you well know. So please don't leave out those brands. Let us know a little bit about you. Karen, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you. Oh, well, thank you. I, uh, I'm honored that uh, you asked me and, and see me in that way. I think that's uh, the special bond that we strive for in our life is to make sure that we truly connect with people that come into our lives because you never know how long or how much time they're going to spend in your life, um, whether you're passing on the street or working a shift or um, ordering fast food in a, in a drive-thru, um, that, that moment you may run into them again. So I, I'm truly honored that uh, you see me in that way. Um, I just live my life, so I'm grateful that um, I've been able to at least um, have people feel, uh, leave people with good feelings. Um, I have, well, I'm not afraid to tell my age. I'm 48 years old, <laughs> 48 years young. Um, I was a young mother. Uh, I was 18 when I had my first child. Um, and even at that time, I, I never felt the people around me, which were my mother and my older sisters. Um, no one ever told me that you're ruining your life this is going to be so hard for you now because you're having a child at 18. Um, the women in my life were more uh, supportive. It was more of, well, things are going to be hard. So you better just strap on your boots and get to work. Um, the men in my life uh, at that time, my father was, was um, not as supportive. It took me um, well into my adulthood to realize that it wasn't that he was not supporting me. It was that he was afraid for me and now what my life would be. But when you're 18, um, that's not the way you, you hear things, you take things. So I appreciate the fact that I realized that um, young enough in my uh, adulthood, um, unfortunately it was after he passed, but um, I was able to reconcile um, that he uh, wasn't angry or disappointed in me that he was just afraid for me. Um, yeah, it, I, I think that's really important um, as an adult for people to reflect. Um, and it, it allowed me 
not to carry bad feelings for too long into the future um, because then it affects every decision you make, every interaction you have, um, your perception of your everyday encounters uh, with individuals, certain things other people say will leave a bad taste in your mouth and you don't realize why. It's because you're hearing them through the memories of someone that affected you way into the past. And uh, those are some of the roadblocks and bricks that we put in our own way and we don't realize it. Yeah, I just want, I'm going to let you keep going, but I had to stop you because the episode right before this, when I'm uh, doing a solo episode, I said the very thing about my father. Uh, he's my most favorite person in the world, but when I first started out, I wanted to be, you know, esthetician. I wanted to make people beautiful. I wanted to be in cosmetology. I love makeup. I, all these lofty things. And he was like, wait, what? He was like, no, no, that's not a job. That's not real. You have to do this. You have to do this. And so his whole, my whole life, he's been like, you got to do it like this. You gotta. But what I realized later at first, you're like, oh my God, now I got to do all the stuff I don't want to do. It led me on a different path. I was successful, obviously. However, I had bad feelings about that for a while. And then I realized he was protecting me. Yeah. He was doing what he thought was right. It's the traditional thing to do. It's what I did. Look where I am. I made it. You know, you, you have to do the same thing to make it. And so it helped me feel like, okay, I was so protected then, but you know, it is hard. It's a hard realization. So I think that's great that you point that out to listeners that there has to be learning growth, um, even stemming from things that you really didn't understand or you had some kind of hard feeling about early on, it can help you later in life. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Uh, realizing that experiences like that or words like that or the effect uh, people had on you that it was coming from a place of love is important because yeah. that helps you reconcile everything and move forward i at that time did not feel that my father loved me because i felt like he was criticizing me it was a very important step to realize that he did love me he loved me so much that he was afraid and only wanted the best yeah. And that's the only way he knew how to express that. So um, it was important for me because it did affect um, my relationships um, into the future with my brother, with my sisters, um, with my husband, uh, with my bosses, with my partners, like overall in general with men in my life. I think that uh, it, it made me realize I stop and listen when people say things to me. Um, I start, I don't have to work there. I start from a place of they really care about me and whatever they're saying to me right now is coming from a place that they want to help me. Absolutely. And so it helps me listen to them from that perspective with all, all the noise in my head of you're trying to keep me back because I'm a woman or you don't think I can do it. I don't hear any of that because I'm starting from the place of this person who's speaking to me, who I've allowed into my life, who I've allowed into my circle, who I call my friend, is coming from a place of love and care. I may not like what they have to say to me, and trust <laughs> me, I will tell them every time, I don't like what you're saying to me, Right. Um, but uh, I don't feel offended, um, and I don't get hurt, because I start from the place of, they really care about me, and they see me in this way and, and, and they're trying to help me. So let me listen to what they got, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think important. another important lesson you just pointed out is if you're starting on the defense, 
you can't learn and you can't grow. So in order to learn and grow, you kind of have to set something aside and open your ears and kind of listen, open your heart and be open. Um, so that's another uh, great lesson I think you've learned from doing some of that internal work and some of that self-work. That's awesome. I, yeah. I think the um, listeners need that. Yeah, they, they do. I, I think uh, an important thing is um, I don't need a psychology degree. Um, I, I think the, the, the simplest way to put it is you, what makes you feel good? What hurts you? And to understand that it's okay to verbalize both of those things sure. um, in order to move on and, and, and get to your next place. Um, or to make that turn on the path in your journey. Um, like I said earlier, if you build those walls yourself, then you can't see the other route. Um, that's a dangerous place for you because it leaves you feeling uh, like you have no control. And you feel caged up. And I think, you know, it's the opposite of what we're wanting to talk about on this podcast is, you know, how do you free yourself? How do you... Uh, be brave enough to face some of the things that you need to face so that you can live a, a great life and, and a more authentic life and uh, be inspired to grow and learn and inspire others. So I just think some of the self-work you have done, some of the deep, deep digging you have done has been very valuable and it's probably also contributed to your success as a leader uh, because what I've seen in, in, watching you and seeing you is that people do want to hear what you have to say because it's coming from an authentic place. And I think it's coming from a place they realize you've been before um, and they can see that out and they're like, okay, she can, she can get, she can lead us out of here, you know? So I think that's, that's great. So, you know, speaking of that, tell me as you were coming along in your journey, a time where you felt fearless. And I don't mean that you didn't have any fear, but you had decided, I gotta, this is something I have to do. And I have to set that fear aside. That fear wasn't big enough to stop you or that you felt inspired uh, by something or someone to kind of make a huge decision, something that was life shifting or life altering. Um, well, I, I, it's the one moment I always go to um, when I talk to, and it was, um, I was with my boyfriend at the time. I had one child and um, I was on public aid and he was working two part-time jobs. And um, I kind of felt like, oh, maybe my, my father was right. Look, look at where I ended up. I don't have a job. Um, I, 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 I'm kind of trapped. Um, I want to do more. What can I do? And in the process of thinking that, you know, God is a, a wonderful person <laughs> um, in, in the process of of doing all that thinking um he said uh well here's your opportunity um my boyfriend came home and said i'm gonna go stand in line to get an application um for a job you wanna you wanna come uh keep me company do you want to come keep me company <laughs> sure absolutely i'll go keep you company i went i stood in line and uh when we got there uh he took an application and the person handed me an application and without even thinking twice, I started filling it out. Um, and it was like this, can I really do this? Well, this is what you've been asking for, Carmen. So yeah, let's, let's go. You were looking for, for a career. Sign. So 
So <laughs> fill it out. Don't ignore me. Um, so I filled it out. And um, that, that moment of was the first step of, okay, put your money where your mouth is. You've been sitting at home saying, you know, basically waiting for something to fall in your lap. And I didn't realize that that's what I was doing, like waiting for some. Um, and uh, when, I, when I filled out that application and signed my name and paid to submit that, it was like, uh, okay, that, that is what I'm going to do. When the opportunity comes, I'm going to take it. When I get that phone call, I'm taking that job. Um, and unfortunately, uh, when the time came around, I, I had another child uh, when I got the phone call. And uh, even at that time, um, again, God is a great person. Um, at that moment, when I got the call for the job, um, I didn't have money to get started. Um, I had just had my second child. Um, he was actually only four weeks old. Oh my and um, I was deathly afraid um, of if I don't take this opportunity, I'm not going to get another opportunity. What, what, what can I do? Um, so the good thing was, um, I had, again, I, I talk about being able and being supported. Um, sure. I had, uh, um, my brother-in-law who said, what are you talking about? This is what you're waiting for. I'm here to help you. Um, and I, I didn't think twice. I, I jumped at it and, uh, found childcare and, and went to work. I didn't have a car. I, w I was riding a bike to drop my kids off at daycare and, and to get to work. It was like, there was no way I was not gonna do this. Twice I asked for something and God put people in, in my life that presented the opportunity to me. And I think that's another important part for people to understand that as much as we pray for things to happen or wish for things to happen or, or keep the positive out there, that we have to look for the answers and we have to look for those gifts from the people in our lives. They're the ones that um, are being worked through for us. For me, it wasn't like God didn't shine a big light and I didn't hear the music go, ah, and, you know, this whole holy thing drop. Um, it was my brother-in-law who um, was there at the, t at the perfect time to say, I can help you do that. Don't, don't worry about that. You can do it. And I wasn't afraid. I, I knew I, I couldn't do it. And I knew that um, as I think back um, and reflect often, I know that that was God telling me, These, this is why you need to nurture your relationships. This is why you always have to be open. This is why you always come from a place where your heart is open and understanding that the people that I, God, have put into your life are there to help you. They're here to guide you when you need some assistance, when you need turning to them is, is um, no different at times than what you've asked me for. You can ask me for it and then turn to your family and your friends and talk about it. That's where the answers are going to come from because that's how we become stronger. Um, I, I often hear people talk about, I keep my circle tight. I keep my circle tight. Okay, you can keep your circle tight. But if you don't, if you're not growing, I saw the other day, there was a meme on Facebook um, and it was exactly that. If you're not growing in that tight circle, 
is it a tight circle or is it a cage? Is it a cage? Absolutely. I think you make some really, really um, good points. And I want to stop and, and point some of these out so that as your story progresses, there's a common thread that I'm, I'm finding as I listen to you is uh, in your story, you're a young, you know, single mother. You're like, here, I'm going to stand in the line to support you. You've always been that support person. Uh, you've always really had a heart for service, I believe. And so when we're younger, we don't, we know our gifts. We know our gifts. We just don't accept them. We want to run from them, all of those things. And I think that listening to your story, you were there as a support. You were there to say, sure, I'll take this step. I'll take, I'll fill this out. And it just, listening to your story, our stories are so similar. We were both young mothers. We both started this, this job and, you know, that people were like, here, here you are. You would be so good at this. And we're like, oh, okay. You know, okay. like, I guess, you know. And so we did it. We took the leap. But you talk about God, the universe, how when you ask for something, it answers. He answers. She answers. Whatever people's belief system is when you ask you will receive it and if you block the way you receive it or how people are trying to help you receive that and you're not open again here's your thread and here's your theme of being open um, that you have to be open in your life and so I, I picked that up in your story put it in the universe and then when you talked about keeping your circle tight which has always been my model you know I'm a you know, a tight kind of gal. I was, you know, yeah. at a place for 20 years. I talked to four people, you know, <laughs> talk about tight, you know, after I left. But um, so here, you know, here it is though, a lesson that people learn is when you ask for something and you put it in the universe, make others aware, make the people who support you aware of what it is you want. Put it out there in the universe uh, in some way and believe that you're going to receive it. Those folks and even sometimes people will surprise you, people you have no idea that are put in place to help you get to that point. And so you begin to, you know, say, wow, maybe that's my answer. I'm not going to get beat upside the head. The light's not going to come. You're not going to, you know, see the, you know, the burning bush is not going to come yeah. and say, Carmen, yes. you know, however, in modern day, when you kind of think about it, that was probably your burning bush. The people that were like, here, what do you need to get this going? Let's go. Did you ask for this? Here I am. Yeah. Let's go. So let's, let's, let's dig deeper into that. But those are all things that I'm picking up from you at that open, you ask, and then you open yourself up to receive it. And that's so important. Yeah. I, I, it, it really, uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I just go about living my life. I don't know any other way to live my life other than to be open and transparent and uh, the transparent part sometimes um, um, and I'm still learning this is the part I, I work on sometimes in, in being transparent and telling my story um, I forget that um, others in my story um, may not see things the same way that I see them and so I, I've, I'm still learning how to be respectful um, and I'm speaking of my family to be respectful of my family members when I, when I tell my story, um, because growing up, um, and even now, uh, uh, going through my career, like I said, my, my brother-in-law was there, 
Um, I lived in the same building with my, with my sister. Um, I helped take care of her kids. That's how come um, I, I lived in the same building. And I lived with my other sister, helped take care of her kids and was doing all these. So when I tell my story, um, my memories of growing up being the youngest girl um, with these older siblings, the way I remember my parents um, and the way I remember growing up isn't exactly the way they remember it. Um, and so when I talk about um, my father and my relationship with my father and how my mom supported me and how I felt supported by my sisters, um, I, I found throughout the years that, um, and, and I, again, I thank God um, my sisters are um, the same way in my family, although I'm the youngest of the girls, um, I'm the one all the sisters come to as well. Um, but they've learned throughout the years to become open and not be embarrassed about their stories. Um, but I had to learn that I need to let them do that in their way. Um, in telling my story, I found that although I had good intentions and I was willing to be an open book and I'm not embarrassed about anything or my family, that I have to allow them to work through those things on their own. And I appreciate that when I do do that, that they're able to come to me and be like, Carmen, that's not the way I, I you know, remember things. And I would appreciate when you share that part of your story that, um, you know, that that part is still a painful thing for me and I would appreciate you. And so I've learned that throughout my journey um, that when I'm trying to help others, that I need to remember um, that in helping others, it is not my right to divulge um, the stories of those who have come into um, my life. That if I truly want to help others, um, I need to stick to my, um, what has helped me and, and my views and be, be clear about that. And the reason I bring that up is um, throughout my career and recently people have asked, you know, me to tell my story and I've talked to people and and in doing that, um, I didn't realize that I had, you know, really it had affected some of my siblings who weren't quite ready to face some things. Um, now they're at the point where they're, they're facing them and they're grateful for that, but it's not my place to have pushed them um, to that point. So the reason I share that is because in, in our life, as we, as we move forward and as we become um, fearless and as we try to inspire people, we need to understand that true inspiration comes from walking the walk and um, people being able to see what you do. And, and when you're called on the carpet by those people to be able to, to say, you know what, you're, you're right. It wasn't my intention to hurt you, but I can see why you're hurt and I'm sorry. Because no matter what our intentions are, you have to be willing if you're truly open and coming from a place of love, you have to be willing to listen when people tell you, hey, um, you hurt me. Um, what you said wasn't right. Um, what you did wasn't appropriate. This is what I felt when you did this. You have to be open enough to hear that so that you can apologize to them. Um, so an important part of this is, is your intentions, your purposes could be coming from the greatest place in your soul. You, you can really be meaning to do the best thing 
And don't get offended if you hurt somebody in the process. Apologize. It's part of being human. I've tried my, my, my whole life to do what's best. And I've made a lot of people angry along the way. I've hurt some feelings along the way. Um, and all I can do is listen, accept that, apologize. And in order for it to be a true apology, learn from it. And the next time it comes up with another person, be aware of it and not repeat it. Absolutely. Um, that's a true, that's a true apology to that person whether the person I hurt decides that they're going to forgive me or not I still owe it to that person not to repeat it to somebody else so a lot of us I find in my everyday life I run across people I don't know why she's so angry I don't know why he's so upset I didn't mean to do that that's not what I meant by that um I did that to help them and and they get angry because the person isn't appreciating where they came from. It's not their job to appreciate where you were coming from. Um, it's your job um, to listen um, to their needs um, and then try to deliver that, not your version of what they need. Um, sure. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, um, again, some good nuggets here. When you're finding your voice, when you're wanting to set aside that fear and speak about things that are meaningful to you, things that you learned about your life. We, we have people in our life that are, you know, siblings and family that have been along the way, the journey, the entire time. And everybody's perspective is not the same. So respecting when you're, you're telling your, your, your story, not to sugarcoat your story or your perspective and how you feel is valid but making sure that you also are aware that there are some parts of a story that people did not see that way. And not just family, growing up, going to high school, friends, you have friends, you, you don't have certain friends anymore or whatever, and you can be out here and telling your story and they'll be like, I didn't see, that's not how that happened. Yeah. For them, it's not. For you, it is, and you have to find that balance, but you don't dull your voice you just become more aware of how it kind of inspires you or, you know, kind of motivates you to be able to tell your story in a different way. Um, but it's still your story. Also, I think you touched on a really good point, which is we have to be able to receive feedback. If we're going to be open, we're going to share our story to help people and everyone perceives or hear things differently then we are having to receive feedback that may not be comfortable, that may not sit well with us. And we have to learn how to say, okay, I'm feeling kind of a certain way about that feedback I got, and I need to be a bigger person and either apologize or dig deeper to see why they feel this way. And that is at a point where we understand the ego and how we need to go ahead and listen to when we are being offended. You know, when we're completely free, we are not offended by um, feedback or something that before may have. So that takes work as well. And so it sounds like in your journey, you've also done some work, you know, recognizing when your ego kind of steps in and says, 
who do they think they are to give me that kind of feedback or what do you mean that wasn't how the story went it absolutely was you know and say hey oh wait a minute there's a different perspective or there's a different let me think about this for a second and I still may feel the same way after and that may be my authentic truth uh, but I, I still need to sit there and think about that and honor uh, someone else how they feel um, and then move forward from there but I also will say that in that same vein there's always going to be a naysayer um, and so when you're stepping out here and you're doing what you feel you need to do and you know even on these platforms you you know we we make a statement or we say something well, we have this podcast I'm sure there'll be people like after that'll send messages or DM be like yeah you know and that's okay too you have to be able to say yeah I know this is this is where this is where I feel free and this is where I need to be and I'm going to continue to say this and it's okay if they feel that way and then move on you know so that's two things I kind of picked up from that story uh, when you were saying you know I now that I feel so free other people are not quite there and we have to be ready for that when our stories and I, I think about that a lot now that I'm being a little bit more open with mine as well. So. Yeah, that, that, I think that's the hardest part is uh, our ego gets in the way of so much. And um, when I tell people it, it takes a lot to hurt my feelings, um, that, that's, uh, that's real. It takes a lot to hurt my feelings. Like, so, cause I wanna hear what people have to say. They, I, again, I may not like it, but I really am open to it. I, I, I learn a lot. I can sit back and listen to, people um, say some things. Now, it's not like that every day. Sure. Um, it's not like that every day. If, if I have a day where I've worked 13, 14 hours and I come home and the lights aren't working and the toilet's over flooded and uh, uh, for the next two or three days, I, I may lose myself in the sense of my patients may not be there um, and, and my sight isn't clear. And um, those are challenging, challenging days. But I never use that as an excuse um, if I hurt somebody's feelings or say something in those moments that are hurtful or inappropriate. Those are reasons. I see those as reasons for my actions. Um, it's a lot of work. You have to actively think, okay, next time I'm like this, what can I say? It's like what we teach our, our, uh, our children um, or what we wanna teach our grandchildren now is use your words. <laughs> Use your it's a simple thing. Use your words. Um, and uh, that, that's uh, a funny thing that always comes to mind because it's something that you want to say to children, but um, we really need to say it to ourselves more often. I think adults really, it's harder for them to use your words. We, like you said, we try to teach our children, use your words when they're first learning to communicate. But the older you get, the less you use your words and the more you muffle and the more, you know, and finding that voice again. And I was just thinking about this the other day where I thought we start off as children and now they have grandchildren. And, you know, I think when I had my kids, I was so busy trying to make it. You and I were both young mothers and we're like, we got, you know, we're so busy getting through life, just trying to make it that sometimes we didn't get to enjoy some of the great moments and teaching moments. And now that we have grandkids, I feel like grandkids are a second chance. But I thought about kids the other day and how free they are. They come here, they're so confident. They don't wanna do it, they say no. 
If they want to, if they want something, they say yes. And if you say no, it's why. Yeah, you need to explain to me why. And we just, as we get older, we we quit doing that. And it, I think we teach them to do that as they get older. You know, we teach them to, you know, right. quiet their voice and, you know, let's be so, you know, let's do social norms and let's let you know be in your place and. I love that kids are so authentic and they use their voice. And so now my goal is I want to be more like a child. You know, I want to be more like a child. Isn't that funny how you fight your whole life to be this adult and, you know, get in the world and do this. And you only at the end of the day, as you get younger, as I call it, but as you get older, want to be more like a child. I just want to be, I want to speak my truth. I want to say, no, do you want to come to this? No, you know, but we don't do it. And so I, you know, I really can appreciate um, the fact that we're talking about finding our voice and, you know, being authentic because at the end of the day, it's the only place to be, but there's, you know, just so many things we have to do to navigate to that point. So let's fast forward. You got that job and you had an amazing career, um, not to mention it was male dominated and you kind of rose and you became this leader and it had some great experiences there. Um, And then you came to a point where you had a, you know, here we are again, we got to face another fear and it's time I'm at a crossroads and do I shift? Do I pivot? Do I do something else? Or or do I stay at a place that afforded me a wonderful life, helped me raise my children, allow for me to meet people I never would have met ever in my life, allow for me to learn more about men than I ever probably wanted to learn <laughs> in my life because you have to know how men lead so you know that the way you lead as a woman is okay, you know, okay. not not down, not, you know, don't, you know, you know, big ups to the male leaders, but women lead differently. So you and I were discussing before we we jumped on just how many gifts we got um, from where we came from. And, but now you were at a crossroad. You're like, oh, my whole life, my whole youth is in that place. And do I just stick with it? and meet the challenges and, you know, cause every day is a challenge and there's new challenges obviously, or do I move on and explore more, more of my gifts and give myself a chance to live a different kind of life. And you were just met with that challenge and tell me when or, or how that felt, how physically, how that felt as you thought about that, did your heart beat, you know, all of those things. and what made you go ahead and say, this is my time, I'm going to take the leap? Um, Again, it it was much like the way it started where um, I'm asking and praying for an opportunity where I felt that I can, um, I want to do more. Um, I I just, uh, I've always wanted to, I've always been involved in charity groups. Um, the, The career allowed me to get involved in different community events. I I always wanted the social service aspect of my life was always there coming from being a single mother um, on public aid um, to a full-time career and a job that allowed me to raise a family. I I really always wanted to give back to help others see that with a little bit of help, they they can get um, there as well, get to where I was as well. Um, 
but I, I got to the point where I felt um, stagnant, like there was no more growth. I kind of felt like I was in that cage. Um, and I was praying again for, um, man, I, I wish I can do something. What can I do? But the fear for me really was I had the job security. Um, I, on top of this job that afforded me so much um, and the loyalty to those that I was working with, um, walking away from that while I still had a young child, um, I have uh, grandchildren. Uh, how can I walk away from that security yes, into yes. something brand new? 26 years into a career like you've got Carmen you've got to be crazy um, <laughs> and I the funny thing is when I mentioned that to my husband uh, there was like he didn't even blink it was like you're crazy of course you can do it you have all this and look at all this experience go do it and it was like there was not a a doubt in his words um in, in his belief in me that I definitely uh, had more to offer and, and I could definitely go do it. Like, are you crazy? Of course you can. And hearing no doubt in his voice, hearing no doubts in my friends' voices where they're like, oh, you've definitely, you've got all this. And I'm like, it made me look at myself again and actually, um, you know, if it's not in writing, it didn't happen. That's how we grew up in, in our career. It <laughs> yes. wasn't in writing, it yeah. didn't happen. Right. Um, I had to look at my career in writing. Like, I did this, mm -hmm. I did that, oh I gosh. did this, oh my I gosh. did that. Yes. Oh my gosh, I can do that. I really can, yeah. I can do it, I'm a big girl. <laughs> it's like, oh wow, I can do that. It was yeah. like, I had to read everything as if it was somebody else's um, resume. I had to look at my resume as if I was looking at somebody else's. And yes. I was quite impressed with myself in writing. Such a whirlwind. Exactly. And you should be. And you should be. It, it was, it was such a, a pivotal moment. It was. I was like, that's, that's me. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was amazed with myself and I'm like, and I, and it clicked as to why my husband was so quick to be like, of course you can. And why my friends were like, are you insane? That's, of course you can do that. Um, and not that I doubted myself and that I can do something different, but that I can do something so much more. Um, so once I realized that, um, I put it out there that, oh yes, I, I definitely, I appreciate where I'm at and the opportunities that I've had here. Um, but I kind of feel, and through no fault uh, of, of where I was working, it was just the dynamics of, of where uh, the environment that was there at the time, there sure. was no more growth for me. Right. Um, and not to say there wouldn't have been growth a year from now or two years from now, but damn it, I wanted my growth now. Right now, exactly. <laughs> like I, I want exactly. it now. And if I want it now, there's no reason I can't have it now. Um, so I took the leap. And when I said earlier that be nice, be open to everyone who crosses your path because you never know, number one, when they're going to come back into your life. Number two, how long they're going to stay in your life. Yep. And number three, pay attention to exactly when they appear. Um, 
because my opportunity came from another woman who I had only previously met twice in go. my career, um, who saw that piece of paper and is like, you are exactly what I need right now. And I was, um, I was floored. I, I was nervous and I was like, oh my God. And, and I'm not going to lie to anybody for that. For, for a moment, I had that not in my stomach again of doubt and fear and oh my God, I, I asked for this and, <laughs> and, and I didn't think God was gonna answer this quickly and here it is and um, what do I do? And it was a split second before it was like, what do you mean, what do you do? You jump at it like you always do. Cause um, I always, in every office, I have a plaque that hangs on my wall that says, fake it till you make it. So no matter how nervous I am, no matter how afraid I am, no matter how anything I am, I always pretend that I'm not until I'm not. I love so it. even when I'm scared, I'll walk into a place scared as can be. And I'll pretend I'm not scared until I'm not scared. Um, that. And that's how I approach this. I just like, I can do it. I walked in, um, said yes, and uh, believed my own hype. I believed the resume I read. I believed you were your own hype man. <laughs> I believed what my friends said about me. And I said, I'm, I'm writing in this with all the hype they gave me. I, I believe the hype. Uh, and I, I, I'm so glad that, that, uh, that I did it. So again, another story and we have to close or you and I will talk forever. So, um, but what I want to kind of recap from what you were saying, some nuggets I pulled out for the listeners and for myself is that you were at a place that although it brought you many gifts and it uh, provided and it um, taught you things. And we talked about just how much we learned before we jumped on from, you know, in retrospect, we're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, just the, what a wealth, yes. you know, of, of, of things we got from, from there. And, but you felt stagnant. And this is important, not just for everyone, but I think sometimes um, the mid- midlife folks think that they got to stick with something to the bitter end. And I want everybody to understand from listening to your story and um, as you know, the podcast, uh, as our podcast unfolds and we get more guests and we keep moving, you'll hear many stories where it's never the end until it's the end. It doesn't matter if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old. If you want to do something, you can do it. And you felt stagnant and you said, there's a ceiling here. I need to raise the roof a little bit. Yes. To feel inspired again. And you jumped. And so I think that it's never too late to jump. Um, also, what was important is that you had to write out what you had done because you weren't sure you could do it and you weren't sure you were able to get out here and you, you know, do something different. And people around you were like, I'm sorry, do you know who you are? Do you live with yourself? Have you seen some of the things you've accomplished? So sometimes we don't see what others see. And that's another reason to be open to receive feedback and to not block because someone sees your light. And in times where you're not sure, they can help you. And so you received that confirmation um, from them. And then you said, well, darn it, let me write this down. I, 
Oh my goodness, I am. Okay. Look at me. So I love that. And you said, don't close doors. When we meet people, um, you know, a lot of people are introverted. A lot of people are like, oh, it's just, you know, no new friends is the hashtag, all these things. But when you're open and you don't close doors and you are kind, my whole thing in life is like, please be kind. You don't have to agree. You don't have to, but you don't have to go out of your way not to be kind. So always be kind. And your kindness and your ability to keep the door open helped you in, your, in, in, in this second journey that you're on now. So I'm so excited for you. And then always believe. If you put it out there in the universe and then circling back to an early part of our conversation, if you believe it, you can be it. And once you put it out there in the universe, if you're open to it, you will receive it. So be ready for um, that to come back. So as we close, I just want to know what you, what your greatest accomplishment has been to this point. And, you know, it doesn't have to be career, just what is one of your greatest accomplishments to this point? And then end with anything, a message of inspiration or anything like that, that you'd like to close with. So what's your biggest accomplishment? And then what is some inspiration you'd like to leave the listeners? Uh not to be cliche, but my, I, I believe my, my biggest accomplishment um, is my family. Um, and I say that because I have a blended family. Um, I have uh, my husband now and I have three kids. He helped me raise my first two children. Um, but their father has always been a part of um, their life as well. Um, so now we, we share grandchildren. We have three grandchildren. And and that kind of continues. I have great nieces and great, great nieces. And um, my biggest accomplishment is my ability to keep my family together. Um, uh, they always feel at home here. Uh, they can always come to Fifi Carmen's house. They can always come by mommy's house. They can always come by Gma's house. Um, they always feel safe here. So my biggest accomplishment, I think, is just providing um, along with my husband, a, a safe place for my family and friends um, where they always feel comfortable. They always feel safe and they always feel loved. Um, I, I, that's the biggest. Yeah. And uh, one thing I, I would like to say um, to everyone, just the message of um, stay open. Um, that, that's the simplest, two simple words, stay open open to love, open to criticism, open to feelings, open to emotions, um, stay open. Um, there, it, it's a whole new world when you, when you live life um, that way. Um, I, I, it's the way I've always, I've always done it. I, I don't know how to do it any other way and it's worked for me and it, it brings me peace. Uh, and most of my days are stress-free. <laughs> That's, that's but, uh, awesome. definitely peaceful. Awesome. I think that's an excellent uh, advice. Stay open. Uh, if you stay open, there's, I mean, possibilities are limitless. Carmen, I want to thank you so much for coming. You have been a joy as usual, but such an inspirational conversation to have on a, early on a Saturday to get me started. Um, so, and I'm sure I'll have you come on again because there's just so many areas in life that you and I have discussed and 
you know, we have a common thread and I always like to hear your perspective. So thank you so much. And everyone out there, remember, stay open. Carmen, have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. You too.